Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's another episode, the final episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield podcast. No. Not the final episode ever, but the final episode of season four. Coincidentally, it's also the final episode of season four of The Nanny, which is what this show is about. The Nanny is a show from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am your host, Shondi Pasquale, here with your other host, Toria Sheffield. That's right. And we are in the season finale of both our show and the nanny show. This is episode 26, Fran's Gotta Have It, which mm-hmm. is a play on She's Gotta Have It, which we can get into a little bit later. And mm-hmm. this is written by Diane Wilk and directed by Dorothy Lyman. And it is the one in which Fran's Gotta Have It. Toria, what's this one about? This is uh, the episode where basically it seems to me like Fran and Mr. Sheffield finally get together for real. Uh, a lot of stuff happens to get us there, but but it involves a trip to London. It involves a health scare. Uh, but this this is like a big episode. <laughs> I also wanted to quickly say that I looked over all the episodes of this season and like, you know, on HBO Max, when you can kind of see like a screen grab of the whole season four. And I was just like, this was a really fun, vibrant season when I like really looked at it as a whole. I was like, we saw Rosie O'Donnell, Joan Collins, Ben Midler, Pam Anderson. We had like a bank robbery. We had Mr. Sheffield's brother proposing. We had Mm -hmm. tons of Sylvia. We had wigs, ensembles. And I was just like, you know, I think we maybe got in a slump sometimes where we're being a little like, I'm sick of this happening or that. But overall, this might be like my favorite season so far. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar, I had a similar feeling when I, I did it. I did it kind of the same thing. I kind of like thought about the season overall and I was looking through all the episodes and I, I, I have a similar feeling to you and I attribute it to binging the show as opposed to. Um, as opposed to watching it as dispersed as it would have been because like, yeah, we're watching them week to week sometimes or a couple in a row, but we're also watching them in a very condensed, like these, you know, old TV used to be, it would start in the fall and then it would end in the summer. So they spread these 25 episodes out over a considerably longer amount of time. So you would get like a little, Thanksgiving break and you'd get a little Christmas time off the, between episodes and then they'd come back, you know, they wouldn't come back in January because of the Super Bowl. So then they'd come back in, you know, early mm-hmm. February and, uh, you know, and, and we're, so I, I, I now in retrospect of the season and coming to the end and having really enjoyed this episode felt the same way as you where it was like, this was a good season. This was fun. Mm-hmm. It was more, I think more varied than last season um, and uh, you know, as we've said before, I am really enjoying when they lean into thinking outside the box or doing <laughs> like weird, you know, yeah. stuff or being avant-garde, you know, in their weird way. I, I think all that stuff is really enjoyable. So mm-hmm. that we should, we should also, you know, this is the show's hundredth episode, oh, yeah. uh, not our show's hundredth episode. That was two episodes ago. Um, mm-hmm. so if you missed that, go back two episodes uh, with this would have been our hundred, but we did a couple of like extra ep- episodes and bonus episodes that I I counted as mm-hmm, I count mm-hmm. as, as, as yeah. episodes of this show. 
So, um, but it is the show's hundredth episode. I listen, kudos for not just going full on. Let's get as many guest stars in as we can. Although we do get one huge guest star for the hundredth episode, but it kind of worked for me in like, it fit the story. It got them to, it gets them to where they have to go in London. The episode starts, it's Fran and Val in the kitchen and Niles comes in on like rollerblades and he's clearly just been like playing street hockey or something in an attempt to like start exercising more. And he literally goes, I loved it. He goes, Oh, I just skated my butt off. And Val goes, mm, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, yeah. basically being like, no, you still have a butt, which is so yeah. mean. And then, um, you know, Val goes, you know, how does Mr. Sheffield stay so in shape? And Fran goes running from commitment, <laughs> which I thought was great. great um, but line. we're just, yeah, um, but you know, this is just establishing that uh, Niles is on this new like kind of health kick. At which point, Mister Sheffield enters the kitchen and he is just being like so flirty with Fran. Like he definitely has that sort of like you know that spring fever vibe, and he's telling her mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, she looks so fetching," and he compliments her perfume. Um, and he's you know we find out he's going on a trip to London to try to convince Celine Dion to be in his latest Broadway show. And he's like, oh, I'm going to miss you, Miss Fine. And we even find out that like he keeps a picture of her in his wallet, just like he does the rest of his family. And I just, I was like, WTF? Like that's so, considering that they're not a couple. Like, (laughs) Although the show justifies it with a very funny line where he goes, yes, yes. And I also keep a picture of Niles. And uh, Fran goes, he ain't wearing a bikini in his picture. And then Niles very quietly goes, I am in this one. And he kind of yeah. points to another picture. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was the fucking I, – I laughed so, I am in this one. It was very, very <laughs> funny and so cute that Mr. Sheffield does carry a picture of Niles. So cute. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but it didn't really bother me. I thought they did a good job justifying it of like, yeah, this is his family, even yeah. if he's not with this woman. Yeah, that's um, true. Because he even says, he's like, you are family. Um, yeah. And so he walks out and he, Fran is feeling like just as frustrated, if not more frustrated than ever after that, like kind of flirty, almost like husband-like display. And she's just like, you know what, Val? I am sick of this game of cat and mouse. I'm, I'm going to end it. I'm ending it once and for all. And Val goes, oh my gosh, you're going to fly to London and in a romantic gesture, rekindle the passion that you two had in Paris last year? And then Fran goes, oh, I was going to quit, but but your way's good too. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was very funny. And I thought I this was it. a great, um, it dovetails so nicely with where we were last year with them, right? Um, which it was does. Paris. And, and it, very smart of the writers, two things here. First, giving having the whole episode set up and Val's and Fran's whole plan be just Val's random throwaway idea. I thought was very, very funny, but it also kind of saves them from the call out of like, you guys are just doing what you did last year. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They're like, let's just do what we did last year, but let's have Val suggested. And like the, and that answers all questions about why we're doing this. And it, mm-hmm. it, it works. It's really it funny. Totally and works, it, and yeah. it works. 
Yeah. Um, and then, so we then cut to Mr. Sheffield in his hotel room in London. He's clearly like just gotten there. He's super tired. He kind of collapses onto the bed. And then we realize that Fran is already there. Like she clearly like jumped on a flight to, to preempt him. But okay, so they're at the hotel room and Fran's already there. And she's wearing this fabulous ensemble. It's like the British flag with like a, a mini skirt and like blazer he she literally like crawls into bed next to him while he has his eyes closed and he like you realize that she's there and he like pops up and he's like what are you doing here miss fine and she's like i don't know i just thought you know we could spend some time together it'd be nice and he's like miss fine i'm here on business i I can't just drop everything to spend time with you and then she literally just like looks at him with these puppy dog eyes and we instantly cut to this really uh, adorable montage of the two of them walking through london having this like incredibly romantic day together and they they really like they really go for it. Like these two, they're holding hands. They're walking down cobblestone streets, eating in cafes. Um, they're like, you know, he's rowing a boat while she's holding a parasol. And it somehow isn't even cheesy. It's just like really romantic. They they have photos of, uh, you know, she's next to the Buckingham Palace guards that like never move. But then Mr. Sheffield catches the guard checking out her butt basically as she walks away (laughs) it was so funny i like that (laughs) yeah and um but the thing that was interesting is like they are they act like such a couple right they're holding hands they're canoodling they even like peck each other on the mouth like there's no illusions here anymore that like something's not really brewing, right? Well, Uh, well, I I talked about this uh, last episode. I brought this up and we can talk about it here more, which is like, there's this real sense of like, oh, they could have just done this whenever, like there's not enough. I mean, they get to it a little bit at the end of this episode, but there truly isn't enough demarcation for, I guess, Mr. Sheffield where we get an episode like, cause Fran has consistently just been in love with Mr. Sheffield. And if anything, she's like, you know, chided him more often than not this season on like, you know, why are you dragging your ass on this? But mm-hmm. we don't ever really get a Mr. Sheffield's truly turning over a new leaf moment until last episode where he's just, she shows up in his bedroom and is like, can I talk to you? Like we're a couple. And he's like, yeah, why not? And then, then this episode, she's like, take me on a romantic trip around London. And he's like, "Mm, okay. Well, I guess. Okay. (laughs) I think I, I almost wonder if this is like actually more realistic, how this would happen. Whereas if one person sets up this boundary where he's like, I'm not saying I don't have feelings for you. Like, you know that I love you. I just, I am not ready to take that step. It's more like, he's being he's been worn down over a lot of time and it's more like they're like in they're inching towards it versus like one big day of like now we're a couple and it's almost mm. like you know these baby steps are what kind of ultimately and easing into it is what is the more realistic route maybe so fran fran needs to learn no means no is what you're yeah. saying she's she's pulling a real aziz and sorry here and just yeah. like wearing <laughs> him down over time hey you know uh, I, I know, I know you're joking, but I have seen this work for couples where one person is in the friend zone for a long time and they just patiently wait in the sidelines until that person finally wants a baby or something. <laughs> and then does the swoop in? Yeah, I've, I've seen it work. So for all you, right. all you lonely hearts out there, maybe sometimes you just got to <laughs> wait it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we cut to, and then we get the most jarring transition uh, that you could possibly get 
in the modern times, which is the cut to this very cute scene and this very romantic sequence in London to a shot of the Twin Towers. <laughs> like, oh, a looming, yeah. <laughs> a looming, like, like, it's their way of, like, bringing us back to New York for a scene in the, in the house. But instead of the normal, like, here's a picture of, like, the outside of the house that we always use, they cut to a shot of the towers. And it's I like know. they're looming over the city. And, and I had this split second where I went, Oh no. <laughs> Meanwhile, in New York. <laughs> oh no. And I uh, and I went, no, no, no. Okay, we're still in 1998. We, we, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. Oh my God. A very unintentionally uh, dark shot, which many, many TV shows and movies have in them. And sometimes when they do these sort of like directors cut sort of re-releases of movies, they will swap out any b-roll that has the twin towers in them just because they like, which i think is i think is stupid though like i get it in the year or two after 9-11 but now to do to like like if like if hbo max went in right now and took that shot out i would be like well are we really are we are we like is the goal erasing them from having ever existed? Yeah. Because I don't think anyone's getting triggered by seeing the Twin Towers now. Like, like, like PTSD yeah. triggered. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It feels like if people are still doing that now, I, like this is me officially saying, stop that. That's an overcorrect. <laughs> New no-no. <laughs> and that's the day it stopped, people. <laughs> Sean said it, and so it was. But so, yeah, right. so we then cut back to New York City, and then we, we go to the mansion, and we find out that Freyan has tasked Yetta to just kind of oversee the household while she's gone, which is just so funny. Amazing. Because Yetta, I love when yeah. we get this. Yeah, well, we got it with Sylvia a couple episodes back, where Sylvia yeah. was left with the kids. And, um, and somehow leaving Yetta in charge feels even uh like it's a more egregious offense. It's yeah, more irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, because with Sylvia, it's not irresponsible; it's just cruel. But yeah. with Yetta, somebody actually might get hurt. But the thing is, uh, Brighton goes, "Why do I need a babysitter? I'm old enough to be a pilot in the Israeli army." And I was like, "That's true," <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is true. Uh, but then, um, then Niles walks in, and he's like clearly very much like feeling himself and we see he has dyed his hair completely black <laughs> his attempt to like be on this youthful health kick and it looks absurd and then Cece has this very funny line because she's there too and she goes smart doing it gradually so that no one will notice because <laughs> he clearly did no, it like right away if we had real researchers we would find out did he do this as a bit is this a bit for the show? Is this a wig? Or did he have some other role where they made him dye his hair and they just decided oh. to make fun of him? No, I think this is clearly like fake, like fake dye. It doesn't look like even a real dye drop. To me, it looks like a, mm. like a shoe polish type situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And so, you know, CC says, you know, you know, makes that joke about him basically doing it the worst way possible. And then he gets back at her because he's like, oh, by the way, Mr. Sheffield called. He said that he hasn't met with Celine Dion yet. And Cece's like, well, what's he been doing? And Niles goes, hopefully, Miss Fine. <laughs> and so we get that little touch space back at the mansion. And then we go back to London and um, Mr. Sheffield and Fran are at a Celine Dion rehearsal. And yeah. they they she's like on the stage where she's eventually going to be performing and they're kind of like in the wings and they really really like 
give Celine Dion some time to shine. Like she sings like a good part of it's all coming back to me. And to the point where I was like literally kind of singing along and like getting into it, you know, <laughs> uh, they, they just showcase those pipes. Uh, and Fran is, is, you know, is in the wings and she's literally like, Oh, like she's so fantastic. And then she looks at this like huge sort of closet of all of the costumes that Celine Dion would do. And she goes, I mean, you look at her wardrobe. I wish I had a job where I could change to designer outfits every 10 minutes, <laughs> which is like clearly a wink at the fact that she, she literally does for this show. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, and then uh, Celine Dion has some speaking lines and she was really great because she, you know, she finishes her song and she comes, you know, backstage and she's like talking to her sort of stagehand people. And she's like, uh, what, when I was singing, I heard this this weird feedback. It was like, wow, wow, wow. And then Fran goes, wow, you sounded fabulous. And then Celine Dion very graciously goes, uh, never mind. I found the source of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and she ultimately tells Mr. Sheffield that like, ah, oh, she really needs to think about committing to being in his show. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm just not really ready to make the commitment. And then she walks away and Fran's like, hmm see how it feels, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And this is when I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because basically, you know, Mr. Shawfield's like, well, like, well, what do we do now? And then we just cut to them, like, bursting into the hotel room, furiously making out. Because, because they yep. really have, have had the most romantic day together that we've ever seen. And, and in mm-hmm. other previous montages where that's happened, like, they've clearly like, there's been something between them, but this was like, a two they people, sold it. Yeah. This was two people deeply in love and they're not shying away from it either to themselves or to each other anymore. Right. Yes. Um, and so now they are like, they're making out with like, you know, and then they like tumble onto the bed together and you're just like, Oh my God, like I, I think it's happening now. You're um, like, but oh then- my God, are they going to have hardcore <laughs> sex on network television right now? Are we going to see penetration? What is happening? I mean, it was a real flagship episode for uh, network television. For network TV. <laughs> the nanny did full um, frontal, full penetration. No, but th- but he he has cold feet at the last time. She's like getting ready to like rip his clothes off. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. And then he, he really drills into the wit, right? Yeah, he's like, this- I, like, I... I'm scared to do this because I like you a lot. Or even more than that. Right. And like, I, like I definitely, I have feelings, strong feelings for you, but like, I don't want to just throw it away on like, well, are we just like having a roll in the hay right now? 
Yes. Like, right? Like, that's basically what he's saying. Well, this was, I thought this was like an extremely heated and like realistic fight. Like, they they were, like, it's interesting. Dorothy Lyman directed them to be like, play this real. So basically, you know, he's like, oh, no, it's fine. I just, I I just don't think I can. I don't, I don't think I can. And she's really actually had it at this point. She's like, it's, you know, it's not even joking. She's like, I'm done. Like, I'm literally done. Like, after the day we had it, after this, and after you still not being able to commit, and she starts, like, throwing stuff in her suitcase, and she's like, I, I, I can't work for you anymore. Like, I'm going home. And he, and, and she's like, no, he's like, no, I, I'm not saying it's never going to happen. He's like, I just, I don't think it should happen like this. Like, you mean so much to me. You're not just a one night stand. Like, you know, this, and he's almost like, I, I want this to be done right. Like as if there is a right or wrong way to do this. Right. But he's clearly like kind Mm -hmm. of overthinking and panicking and, and basically saying like, if I ever do this, it's going to be because like, I want to marry you kind of thing, you know? Um, and, and we don't want to do this lightly. And then she's still like literally on her way out the door with her suitcase when the phone rings and he's like, he answers it. And then he's like, wait, wait. And she's like, no, I'm leaving. And then he's like, Niles had a heart attack. And I was genuinely like, Oh my God, like this is a real, yeah, it was yeah, a very well orchestrated scene and yeah. very like believable. And like, and I was like, ah, oh, and it, it's, I, I don't know. I was like, ah, so then we cut to back to New York. They've clearly taken like the first flight home and they get to the hospital. And this is the best, this is the best scene in the whole episode. Oh, I thought this it's was so great. So good and so well acted. The writing is perfect. Like, this scene, this scene with Cece is so, so, so good. Yeah. So, so they they run into Cece, who's like literally there with like her tissues because she's so been so upset, and and they're like, Cece, Cece, like what happened? And she's like, Oh my god, it was horrible. And she's like, Everything was totally, everything was fine. I had just said, Oh, I wish I'd gone to London with Maxwell. And then he said to visit your old neighborhood, Stonehenge. And she goes, and then I said. Oh, you mean the place with rocks older than yours? Which she goes, which I I thought was pretty funny. But she's like, but then, but then he didn't say anything back. And she goes, so then, which is so funny. Like that's when she started to get worried. She's like, so then I then I just set him up for an easy one. I said, don't make me get ugly. And then he claps. And she's like, so upset. And you're realizing like how much she actually relishes their mean back and forth. <laughs> and to the point where like she was willing to just set him up with something easy just so she can get it back. Yeah. And and then um she starts to cry. And then literally they wheel this like could cover it up cadaver or dead body out of the room where Niles is and she clearly thinks it's him and she just jumps on the gurney and goes don't leave me don't leave me and then this other woman comes out and is like why are you on top of my Hector and then <laughs> and like starts like hitting Cece with her purse as the dead body gets rolled away <laughs> um, which was it, just, was, uh, it was yeah. adorable it was so cute and like on the heels of like their interactions last episode, it also got me going like, all right, I guess we're, this is like, I think this is how all of this stuff is going to make more sense as like those, those two get together mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she clearly like the thought of losing him was like a lot for her. So I'll be interested to see. And they also very, like were very smart to establish like their bickering, their like insults back and forth is something they adore. 
So mm-hmm. it, it it justifies, you know, even if they come back next season and they're being like ride to each other, it justifies it, you know? Totally, totally. Um, and well, then, you know, Fran and Mr. Sheffield, they go in to see him and there's a doctor there and he's like kind of like passed down on morphine <laughs> and, and they're told, <laughs> yeah, she's like, is he comfortable? And the doctor's like, he's on like, 10 cc's of morphine and she goes <laughs> ah he's cheech and chong comfortable <laughs> yeah um and it's you know the doctor's like he had a mild heart attack he's going to be fine he just needs to like you know cut the sweets and the fats and then <laughs> and fran so there's just like this box of good is next to him and she goes ah so these box this box of chocolate it's poison for him but for us it's just a it's a comforting gesture in this moment and all three of them the doctor mr sheffield and fran all take a bite of chocolate and go mm. <laughs> it was so silly it was really funny it was and then and then it becomes like a little runner because they do it again later and i was yeah. very happy they went back to it because i thought this was such a cute bit <laughs> yeah so they keep so they keep bringing him sweets that they know he can't eat so that they can eat them mm-hmm. um and then um we we go back to the mansion. And- oh, I loved this scene too. I thought the opening of this scene, like so, Cece's comes into the kitchen and Fran's in there, and Cece's clearly still upset. And Fran's like, "Here, I made you coffee." And Cece takes a sip and immediately spits it back in, and she goes, "This is gravy." And Fran goes, "Yeah, I thought you would like it." And Cece's like, "I do," because yeah. <laughs> She's just like trying to fuck with her the way Niles would. I thought it was uh-huh. so funny. I this was it was great. Yeah, and then and then and then Cece even goes, I know it seems we hate each other, but that's the only way I know how to have a relationship. And then there's like yeah. a beat and she's like, I'm really not a well woman when you get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just but you know, Fran's like, you know, trying to be as gentle with her as possible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mr. Sheffield comes in and she's like, you know, I just want to reiterate to you, like, I'm only still here to make sure that the kids are okay until Niles gets back. But then we yep. find out that she's just been ordering them takeout and that they've actually been doing all of Niles' chores. <laughs> uh, which is very funny Um, but so then we go to the next scene and Fran is visiting Niles in the hospital and he's still sort of in his like morphine coma so he hasn't really woken up yet and she sits next to him and she's actually filling in his eyebrows because when she the first thing she said when she saw him after they got back from London when she goes oh would look at him he didn't even dye his eyebrows so she's like almost more upset that he dyed his hair but didn't also darken his brows but so while she's you know talking to him while he's unconscious she's like oh Niles I wish you were here I have so much I need to talk to you about and she starts filling in his eyebrows with a pencil and then she goes I wonder what's going on in that head of yours. And then we cut to what is going on in Niles's brain right now. And in his like fantasy, he's basically Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield is basically his butler. And he, as Niles as Mr. Sheffield gets with Cece, which it's was very so funny. funny. Yeah. It was very cute and very funny. Um, and then we go back to the reality of what's actually happening in the room. And Mr. Shiles, Mr. Shiles. This is, like- this is my, this, this coming up is my favorite singular line in the episode. Um, mm. And I think, I think I'll, I'm going to spoil it here just because it makes most sense in context. Okay. But okay. Um, so yes, we get, go, so we get back to the hospital out of the, the fantasy to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Sheffield shows up. And he's there to visit Niles and Fran's like, 
And at first he's like, oh, no, no, I'll leave. I'll give you your own time with him. And she's like, no, it's fine. You can come in. And then and they sit down on the other empty bed together. And is this the scene you – what he basically says? Or, yeah. or is it like – so a, it's basically okay. – he goes like, you know, I'm like – he's like so upset that this is happening. And he's like, you know, if he wakes up, like things are going to be different. He's like, I, I'm going to do – I'm going to treat him better. I, I'm going to give him Saturday off. And then he goes – Actually, I need him on Saturdays, but I'll think of something. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was the best. The delivery, the line itself, I thought it was so, so – it was like he's genuinely trying to think of something nice to do. He comes up with this very easy, nice thing and then immediately reverts to like Richie Rich Kid going like, no, but I, it's very important I have him on Saturdays. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, but this, this scene was also – it was very sweet in terms of I think – you know, while that was like obviously a joke and very indicative of like Mr. Sheffield, there was some Mr. Sheffield Niles like sweetness where when they mm-hmm. sit on the bed, Mr. Sheffield's like, it's just so strange seeing him like this. And he's like, you know, even since we were children, he's always been my protector. And he's like, you know, he helped me through eating. He's, you know, he used, which I was like, oh, that's so sad that like he was basically helped Mr. Sheffield pass his classes, even though he was the butler. And then he's like, yeah. you know, he used to help me get girls. And I was like, oof, this this would be really tough if just someone who's been there your whole life is suddenly like rendered kind of like frail and vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. And then- this and Fran's like, yeah, you know, it really makes you realize how how suddenly life can change. And and Mr. Sheffield's like, yes, you know, it's it's why we need to live every day to the fullest. And then they look at each other and they clearly are now thinking about their yeah. relationship. Yeah. And they pull the curtain divider so that like they have privacy. Yeah. And, well, and they start we just, making out. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. they pull the curtain divider and like it's as if to imply they're gonna do more do, than just make they're it. They're going to do up. it in the hospital yeah. next to Niles unconscious body. But, but then, so, you know, we, we, uh, pulled, they pulled the curtain and then as they're yeah. kind of making like, you know, sounds like, Ooh, Mr. Sheffield, like, Ooh, that's fine. Niles wakes up and he clearly can hear what's happening. Like just a yeah. few feet away from him. And then Cece comes in and she like has like the flowers and is like, you know, there to visit him. And then she's like, Niles, is there anything I can do to do for you? And he goes, uh, yes, I would like another pillow knowing that that means she's going to like go to the other side of the room and catch them having sex. Yes. And then she does. And then she just screams and then you just freeze yep. phrase frame on Niles's face being like smiling, delighted. Yeah. yeah like gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Um, great, so- great, great season finale. It was yeah. a great episode. Yeah. So it seems, it seems like when we pick up next season, Fran and Mr. Sheffield will actually be together for real. Um, well, they, they, huge. yeah, and they did it in a smart way because the Cece was sort of the last person to know that they kissed before, uh-huh. you know, like in, in, in that they had that thing they had in Paris. And so, you know, revealing their relationship to her in this final moment, A, frees her up to just like get over Maxwell and move on to Niles. Mm -hmm. And B, uh, you know, really gives them more next season to like, now everyone knows this is going on. So, you know, and and, and knowing knowing that they don't get married until the season finale next year – it's it gives them a lot of it gives them 26 episodes or whatever to like have some fun mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the fact that they're in a relationship so mm-hmm. great season finale great episode uh, oh, and we I'm should excited. say that we should say the button, oh, the button. was yeah, yeah there was this like gorgeous cake with um 
like an image of Fran from the animated opening on it. And it said the nanny. And it was just Fran Drescher's voice saying, you know, thank you for sticking with us for a hundred episodes. You know, like we're so grateful, blah, blah, blah. And then there's just this hand reaches out and swipes a big um, like swipe of frosting off the cake. And Fran goes, ma. Yeah. <laughs> and it was clearly Sylvia's hand eating the frosting, yeah. which was very great. cute. Was perfect. Yeah. So should we go into segments? We should go into segments. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Love the Israeli army line when Brighton's like, I could be a pilot in the Israeli army. Why do I need a babysitter? Um, I also loved when uh, Fran is talking to Celine Dion. Uh, Celine says something like, oh, I'm going to like go indulge in my shopping addiction now, you know, after rehearsals. And Fran goes, you know, if you weren't Canadian, internationally successful and can carry a tune, I think we were separated at birth. (laughs) 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 So funny. Um, I and I loved. We were talking about this. The uh, the CC recounting how Niles had his heart attack and revealing oh, like best. how yeah how much she loves him and loves their back and forth. And then and then also her that line where she was like, "I'm a very unwell woman." When you get to know, <laughs> yeah, it was you know there was so much good writing in this episode. Um, my my like I said, my absolute favorite thing was the the Saturday off thing. I thought that was so so good. I I loved Val coming up with the idea. I loved the Niles, you know, uh, I was wearing a bikini in that picture. I love that. Uh-huh. Run, uh, uh, running from commitment was another great line. This was great. Yeah. And, and a, a shout out to that montage. Like I actually got like a little emotional at the end because I was like, this is really like, well, it's like, they're really like the music with, with these two people like clearly in love. It was like, it was really nice. Um, great, great finale. Um, in terms of Yiddish, I didn't hear any. Did you? No, I nope. Not a single any. utterance. No, Mm-mm. that's okay. Sh- she's becoming less Jewish as she's falling Uh-oh. in love with this goyim. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Now she, now she's gonna say things like cheerio. <laughs> Remember when she said, "Why do you keep um, yelling cereal every time you leave a room <laughs> in the first season?" That was funny. Um, uh, that was a very Chris Farley of me thing to do. Remember when? <laughs> uh, but so for Nanny Trivia, this was kind of interesting. Um, according to an interview with Fran Drescher, the scene with Celine Dion took place in Las Vegas, not London. She said Celine Dion's schedule had changed and the closest she could get to LA was Las Vegas. Big stars are very busy and not rushing to do a sitcom. We'd already pre-shot the rest of the show. So I flew to Vegas. <laughs> so that was that makes last- sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it just re- it just reminds you, you like do what you got to do. There's so much logistics that that go into. I mean, I would never want to be a television producer, a because I'd be horrible at it, but it's just like so much planning and logistics and oh yeah, it's it's, it's yeah the really- scheduling. 
The, the yeah. part of TV you don't see is like the day out of days uh, uh, schedules that get sent around and then the sub schedules to that. And then the I was looking the other day, I'm working on a TV show right now and I was looking at a, a, a meeting schedule that went out and I, I was like, oh my God, the showrunner of this show on, on this particular Thursday goes into meetings starting at 9 a.m. and then is in like eight meetings until like 6 p.m. at night. Like mm-hmm. all day, like it's like first he's meeting with the costume department that he's because they're 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 prepping the next episode, so it's yep. like he's got a full day of just he talks to every single department about what they'll need for that episode, and it's like that is an exhaust. Like I don't care who you are, that it's exhausting to talk to people for eight hours. Yeah, and you have the people that do these jobs; they have to have such a special combination of really great creative instincts, but very strong organizational and leadership skills, which sometimes mm-hmm. do not go together in the same person. So yeah. uh, it's it's just impressive, I, I'll say. Um, yeah. And then in terms of who I related to, I mean, this was a bit of a tough one. I say this all the time. Whenever Cece's her most pathetic, or even when Fran's her most pathetic, <laughs> I relate to them the most. So there's something about Cece where I was just like, oh, I feel like, I feel bad. I just, I somehow she captures my essence this, this episode. <laughs> well, and once again, uh, I've got to say I'm a Niles because I have had uh, heart issues and I'm terrified <laughs> of having a heart attack. And, <sighs> um, and uh, I probably, you know, will someday just genetically, you know, I, I think I'm just pre. D- destined to eventually have some kind of like cardiac episode. So, um, yeah, I gotta, gotta say I related to Niles well, again. <laughs> I would say that's a very literal thing. I actually see you more as the Fran in that you're a very, um, you're a very heart. Here's an, here's a reason why I actually think I relate to a CC and why I actually would have pegged you as the Fran. You are fine with vulnerability. I think if you like someone, you are, like totally going to tell them and you're you've from everything we've talked about in like mm-hmm. four you know four seasons which is now hundreds of hours oh well not hundreds but many um yeah. you know if you you're not afraid to be like hey i have feelings for you and if like that person was like sorry i don't you're like okay like i'm glad i said that right like yeah. that seems like a very sure. grand thing yeah that's I'm, I'm the opposite i feel like i'm the cc because i would not never ever ever say that but then kind of have to like reckon with my own feelings should <laughs> should something actually happen right like and then be yeah. very confused by them and kind of you know be so I, that's why i actually think you're maybe you're that's the niles true. literally and that you might have a heart attack but i i felt your essence was fran yeah i think that's i mean i think that's that's fair i i just didn't identify i, I guess i didn't identify that in the True. In, in watching it, I wasn't thinking like, oh yeah, I also am, am this characteristic. I share this characteristic with Fran, um, and I've never been to London, so I, oh. you know, I was I've never been. I've never been. Go go to London Town. <laughs> oh, hello, cheerio! I'd love to go to London Town, isn't it? Yeah. So that is, well, not the hundredth episode of our podcast, the hundredth episode of the Nanny. I, I mean, it's incredible. It's the the season finale. We now have only two seasons to go. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know how we're making it this far. Um, but I, I know, will say- it's crazy. They, yeah. uh, this might be the, other than my current relationship, this might be my longest commitment yeah. ever. Wow. <laughs> and it's definitely one of my longest running jobs, if you can count this as I a job. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm proud of us. I mean, it started as yeah. a- uh, 
as a COVID, we need things to do to fill our time. And again, so I think a huge part of this is that like the listeners seem to really respond so well. I think Mm -hmm. if we were talking to a void, it would not feel as fulfilling. Um, So that's another first for me is it is the only surviving COVID podcast. I started three podcasts during COVID and it's the only one that survived post COVID. And I do attribute that to our listeners. I absolutely do. Because the other two were just me and some friends talking into a void, which was fine when there was nothing to do. But then as life started, we all started getting busy, you know, and you and I, as we started to get busy again, we're like, yeah, but people are are listening. So like, we should keep going because like people are actually enjoying this. And we like to, you know, it, it gives us, it does carve out time for us at least once a week to like, catch up and bullshit before the show and mm-hmm. and you know so yeah hey it's business and pleasure <laughs> i know i know and i i you know i enjoy i like editing and getting to do silly things with it and mm-hmm. i like that our audience doesn't seem to you know mind that we do weird shit or get silly mm-hmm. sometimes so th- and that's fun too so yeah I don't know. Yeah. This is great. Thank you for another great season, everyone. Um, please uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at oh, Mr. Chef Pod, uh, or send us a congratulations on a great season email to oh, Mr. Sheffield podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Nobody has yet to send us a single email. Just but or I, I always, I like, I always undercut. I'm like, or just DM us on Instagram. <laughs> no, don't, don't send an email for once. God, someone, please. It's the end of season four. Even just like a singular sentence that said, "Good job, Sean," would make me so happy. <laughs> Mom, if All you're right. listening, send an email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. The flashing girl from flashing. Name Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine.